Billy D here. Hey, today we're going to have Danny Neville. He's the head coach at uh, Jamestown of the Jamestown Jimmies. Danny will join us, talk about the run last year and what the fans in Jamestown, North Dakota can look forward to from the Jimmies this year. We'll be back in just one moment. Cascade Hoops, Billy D. Hey, uh, happy to say I got Danny Neville here, head coach of uh, Jamestown University. Welcome, Danny. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, Bill. So it's nice to be talking about some hoops. You had a pretty good season last year. Now, I should know this, but what is the deepest Jamestown has ever been in the tournament? The deepest we've had, uh, Brad Hughes coached back in the early 2000s, and they they made the Branson trip, and I think they um, they lost in the Elite Eight as well. Okay, so it's a it's a tie for the bet, the deepest ever in the tournament. Then you lost three out of four games going into the tournament. How did you feel going into the tournament? Um, we felt good. I mean, it was one of those things where um, we were in a situation where we didn't know if we were going to make it or not. Um, and then when once we made it, you know, we really wanted to you know bank on that and. Um, the thing about losing those, those games too, is we lost to really good teams. Um, you know, we lost to Dakota Western, we lost to Northwestern a couple of times. Like, you know, those, those are tough and they were a lot of those games were on the road. So, you know, I, I didn't necessarily think that we were, you know, sliding the wrong way. We just, I mean, we got beat by good teams and we were, you know, we were young and, and we adjusted and, you know, once we got that chance and we got that, that bid into the national tournament, um, we were rearing to go and, and guys just had fun. And we, uh, you know, we got on a little roll and, you know, tried figuring it out. And we lost to a really, really good Shawnee State team. And, you know, just super proud of our guys. So you, you get to the tournament, the game against Bellevue, I think, I think you were the, the favorite. I, th- I think everybody expected that was, well, that's easy for us to say, right? But I think that wasn't a surprise that you won that game. But the game, the next game against uh, LSU Shreveport, you know, they're a power team. They run, they score a lot of points. How did you feel going into that game? What did you see as the keys to beating them? They're a very good team. Yeah, I just think the respect that we had for both programs. I mean, you look at their history, and those are two teams that, you know, you look at national tournament appearances, you know, they're, they're two teams that seems like they're in there every year. And, um, like like I said, I think we just – we preached a lot about, hey, it's a different season. Kind of like you said, I mean, we lost a lot of those games to end the year, but, you know, we, we treated it as a new season. We actually did a lot of uh, um, situational work prepping for the tournament, and I think that really helped us in a way where we figured out a lot of things and we, we figured out what works at what time. You know, we just played with a chip on our shoulder and, and we took it one game at a time, and I just – I think once we got past Bellevue, um, which is was a tough team, uh, they were mm-hmm. a tough matchup for us. They were really athletic, and you know, like I said, we we used to be in that same league, so we have a lot of respect for them. But once we got kind of got past them, I think you know the momentum just we just kind of just rolled with it. And um, LSU Shreveport, we were ready for them. We were um, the guys were excited to play that game, and um, I thought our guys just played really well. And like I said, much respect for LSU Shreveport. They're a really good team and a really good program. But I, I think we just out-toughed both those those teams, and um, we just had a really, really good mindset going in there. I think the most impressive thing, I don't remember if you and I talked afterwards, but you out-rebounded Shreveport, 
And they had out-rebounded teams by an average, I think, eight rebounds a game. And, uh, you know, you went in there and you out-rebounded both them and Faulkner. I think there were some question marks, you know, how well would the GPAC stand up against those other, those traditional D1 conferences? And I, th- I think that was at least a lot of people I talked to, that was an eye-opener. Yeah, and, and and again, like, that's one of the fur- furthest things from our minds. You know, we're not comparing, we're just, mm-hmm. and I know people do that, and that's their job, and, you know, they, they create, you know, some conversation by bringing those things up, but, but though, though, that's not in our mind, we're just trying to do what we could to, to win. And I feel, I really feel like our team clicked, you know, they just all kind of settled into their roles. And like I said, it was, it was just the right time where we kind of took off. And like I said, I mean, I was just super proud of them. I thought they played, especially like Cho- Mark Chose, our point guard, Mason Walters, you know, some of those guys were sophomore freshmen. I just, I feel like they played like upperclassmen and you know, it's been cool to carry that over into the summer and, and also into the preseason, which just started. I feel like they've really taken a step in, in their growth with, you know, not only leadership, but just getting better and, and, and more experience. Well, yeah, you talked about a couple guys there, Danny. I, I think that every everybody's going to, for a long time, talk about Mark Chose's performance against Faulkner. I can't, he went eight for 12, I think, from three. It was real, real eye opener. He had to be real proud of him that day. And then Mason Walters, uh, he just seemed he even he even gave Onu, uh, the best big man in the country, no doubt. Uh, he gave him everything he could handle. And Mason really, really did well on the national national stage. Yeah, I, and I think it's one of those things too. Like, you know, in our league, we we predominantly have good big guys and I think you know you think of Van Callsbeek from Northwestern and you know some of those other guys you know the Morningside um, Trey Trey Brown and um, so we're we're going against big fellas you know and not only big fellas but good good big fellas and you know I think he just he got used to how people guarding him you know some teams would throw a double some teams would switch in front and you know against Northwestern they put Van Callsbeek on him so um, I think he really grew just by getting challenged every night. And then, you know, Mark chose with that eight, eight threes in that game. Um, he's just one of those guys that has a green light and from anywhere too, you know, we've seen him, I've seen him shooting practice and games. And if he's going to make shots, you just, just give him the green light. And they zoned us. We weren't really expecting that. I think they ran maybe 30 possessions of zone all year. And, you know, they ran it that whole second half. So it was an adjustment for us, but give that kid the green light. And he's a, 45, 46% three-point shooter, you know, it's just fire away. Yeah, and I definitely want to talk about all the guys you have coming back. Before we leave the tournament, though, uh, you know, on the other side of the, on the, other side of the ball, Shawnee State's Jaquiel Wells. I mean, I know he was, I know he was on the other side of the, the other bench over there, but, wow, he was really impressive against you guys. They're just, Shawnee State was just on a, they were a different team. I mean, they just had, they had really good size, really good athleticism. Um, obviously their big guy Onu and you know, that James Jones, their guard, they just, I mean, they just sprinkled guys off the bench too, that were long athletes. And, you know, they didn't have much of a drop off when they subbed in and they just kind of wore us, wore us out and, you know, credit their coach and their program. I mean, they did a really, really good job this year and ended up winning much deserved for them. Like I said, I, after playing them, I have a ton of respect for that program. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you let's, so it was a great year, 
Uh, you guys got nothing to hang your head about. Everybody in Jamestown, North Dakota, should be very, very proud of the the Jimmy program, and I know they are. You have a couple of guys graduated, move on. Let's talk about them. Both these guys, the box score never tells the story. First guy's Jack Talley, nine points and four rebounds, but that's not really the story with him, is it? No, he just, I mean, he's been a four-year player, and he meant a lot to our program. And I think that one of the things with him, too, is losing him, it allows, you know, it's a it's a loss for us, but it allows other guys to move into, you know, different roles like Will Cordes or, or Cole Woodford. You know, they, they're able to kind of uh, tweak their game and move into a more important role than they were maybe last year. And then Brock Schramm, really important piece for you guys the last few years. He's moved on. Yeah, he, that's a big loss. I mean, guys love Brock. He had a unique um, personality. But, you know, he just changed the game with how he could alter and, and block shots. And like I said, he was really good in our in – a, he was a good locker room guy and um, much respect to him. And, you know, he's a, he's a tough loss. But like I said, I mean, it, it allows other guys to – and put in a position where you know they're it's their turn and let's let's see what they got so danny let's talk about who you have coming back we got to start with the the hometown boy there mason walters he's been around for a couple years i think the jury has finally decided he's going to make it at this level uh first team all-american uh I, I mean you and i've talked about him many times I mean, what, what more can you say about him? 22 points a game, 60% from the field, rebounds everything that gets doesn't go in the hoop. Yeah, I mean, he's just – he's one of those guys, too. Like, not only is he a good player, and I say this all the time, but not only is he a good player and a good rebounder and, you know, obviously all the obvious stats, but he's just a good person. He's a, he's a good kid. Um, our guys like him. He's, you know, he's a humble kid, and he's got a great family, and – He's just, he's a really good kid to have in your program. And obviously he's a, you know, a really, really, really good player. And, you know, we're lucky to have him, but he puts in the work, he puts in the time and guys really respect him. I mean, you know, all summer long he's in the gym and, you know, he's got, he still has a chip on his shoulder and, you know, he's going to continue to work and he's gotten bigger, stronger. Um, He puts a lot of time in the weight room. So, us talking about him, you know, to me, it's it's no surprise. And, and that's just in a way where, you know, if he's in the gym every day and working hard and weights and he's a great teammate, you know, he's going to put himself in a really good situation. Like I said, I can't say enough about Mason. You have quite a Minnesota connection there. And you have, uh, you mentioned Mark Chose a minute ago. He's from Lake City, Minnesota. Uh, he shot 46% from three last year. You know, talk about, what, you know, what how important he's going to be to this year's team. Yeah, he he's a kid that's a redshirt fresh or he's a redshirt junior this year, and he had a he had a huge summer, and he just it's one of those things where, you know, you're taking a point guard who's played for two years as a sophomore, and then you know with the experience he got this whole year, and then the national tournament run we went on, I feel like he just grew and he grew fast, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously having a really good summer, um, he's picked up you know, more leadership skills and um, just his feel for the game has just, it's one of those things where it feels like he, the game has slowed up for him. The game has slowed down a lot. He just, he's very aware of his surround. He just, he took a big step in, in my opinion, in in being a point guard. And, you know, like, like you said, I mean, his shooting ability, 
Um, he's he's gotten quicker this summer, so we're really excited about Mark, and you know we think he'll he'll be a great leader and a great point guard for us. And Danny, I just want to continue with your Minnesota connection here. One of my favorite Jimmy's, uh, Brady Birch, blue collar guy, five and a half points, four and a half rebounds. Uh, but he just does whatever needs done, doesn't he? We say that he's one of the smartest big guys we've ever seen. And I, I always tell our big guys, and, you know, that's saying a lot. So, <laughs> but, you know, he's just one of those guys. He he does everything that, you know, he, he picks up the slack. He's taking charges. He's always that guy that, you know, last three minutes of the game and it's a tight game, he's always in because he's making winning plays. And mm-hmm. he's a he's our I would say he's our best leader. You know, he's he's pretty vocal and, you know, he, he can pretty much say whatever he wants to the team. They got he's got all their respect and he's just a seasoned vet. And, you know, he's kind of he's taking a, a leap and, you know, getting his body in shape and um, just being fresh and ready to go for this season. But, you know, we're, we're lucky to have him back and I'm very excited for his what would this be, second senior year is <laughs> extra extra year of eligibility so you know he's a good a good piece to our our team and then uh from uh again continuing with your minnesota guys i'm not sure how you pronounce his hometown shakopee will cordes shakopee i probably make a lot of people in minnesota mad for that pronunciation (laughs) yeah yeah he's a he's a guy that he's he's literally in the gym three to four hours a day you know i'll come in here at when my kids go to sleep and you know, come grab my computer or come get some extra work in. And Will Cordes is in here shooting. He's one of those guys where losing tally, losing a wing guy, you know, he needs to take a step forward and be more confident, be more, believe in himself and um, maybe take a bigger role and great shooter, great score. And I mean, to us, he's an underrated um, defender. Uh, having, you know, the one of the good things about, about Mark and uh, Will is they're really good shooters and they're just smart players, but they're also good defensively. They, mm-hmm. they stay in front. You know, they're just, we, we put those two on the opposing team's best players. And that's a, in the, in the G pack, that is a tough duty right there. You know, yes, one, sir. one other thing about Will Cordes, I know, you know, this coach, but his assist to turnover ratio is almost two to one. Yeah. And Chose's is, is similar. Okay. Chose's is really I like a guy you, who can handle the ball and not turn it over. In, in, uh, that's the difference between young young guards and, and uh, seasoned guards, right? I always judge why, how, how much I trust the point guard by how nervous I get it toward the end of the game when they bring the ball up the court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, one other guy from Redwood Falls, Minnesota, Cole Woodford, another guard. Yeah, he has a lot of upside. He's gotten a lot stronger this summer and you know, we've worked on his right hand a little bit. You know, those lefties love that left hand. Yep. Um, but he just needs to take a step in his belief in himself and his confidence. And, you know, he's got a very high ceiling. He's athletic, you know, does some things that maybe those other guards can't really do. He's just, he's got to take a step in, in that belief and, you know, go out there and just play the way that he can play. And he'd be a fantastic player. So, Danny, I could be wrong here because we'll talk about the guys you're bringing in in a minute, but it looks like you're going to be just a little bit smaller this year. At the guard spot, maybe a little bit, but we have Devin Praska off the bench, um, mm-hmm. 6'5 returner, and then Devin Schultz will get some time. Um, yeah. He's a big 6'11", 260 guy. And then we also have a newcomer, John 
argue who's six eight and long. Um, so we'll be. I mean, we might be a little bit smaller at the guard spot, but at the four and five, we'll be pretty big. Yeah, I for I, I forgot I forgot about Schultz. He he actually gave you some pretty good minutes last year. I forgot about it. he's six eleven. Yeah, he had a really good summer too, and he's, he's slimmed down a lot, and he just he looks really good. He looks really good. He, he's in shape. Um, you know, this is the best he's looked in his whole career. So um, he's been a guy that's consistently been in the gym and it's really benefited him. And so we're looking, we're looking for definitely some more out of Schultz this year. We're excited about him. So you, you mentioned these transfers, but why don't you talk just a little bit more about uh, John, John Agu, is it Agu or Argue? Argue. Argue. He's out of Houston, played at Letourneau, six, eight guy. What are you expecting out of him? Yeah, he's, he's a guy that's, he's really skilled. So he's, you know, he's about 195. So he's, he's not, you know, he's not a big guy. He's not going to want to, he's not going to bang. He's more of a guy that's, you know, he's pretty good from 15 feet. He's fast. He's, he's smart. He can catch. Um, he's got a six, ten and a half wingspan. So, wow. you know, he's a longer kid that that's a good finisher. And, you know, we're looking for him to kind of, you know, be that shot blocker and put some thought into that. And, but he's just a guy that's he's a lot more skilled than our other fives. He can shoot from threes and but he was here this summer and he's taken some steps. He just he's just got to get accustomed to everything, you know, our offense and what we do and you know, we're looking for some things out of him as well. And uh you had another guy this uh Lewis Schumacher. He's Schumacher. He's out of Linton, North Dakota. Uh first team all state, 6-3 guard. I mean, on paper at least, he looks like he has a lot of upside. Yeah, he's a he's a guy that uh, you know he could have played football at, at a Division One school, and you know he decided he wanted to play basketball. And he's actually uh, comes from the same high school as John Pierrenton, who played for us, and he was a senior in eighteen nineteen on um, that team. You know this this kid is is stronger, um, you know, bigger, and he's just more more athletic than John was as a freshman. So we're we're looking for big things, and he's just got to continue to get better and get used to. Um, the college pace and the college game, and but we're looking for for some things out of him, and you know maybe not this year, but definitely in the future, and you know who knows with him, he could be a guy that ends up in our rotation somehow. And then uh, local fans will recognize the name Brooks Carroll as well, another Jamestown guy. Yeah, he's just he's long. I mean, he's six three kid from Jamestown, and uh, really really shoots it. If if he gets a catch and shoot. Um, you might as well just run back because that, that thing's going in. and um, He's just got to get quicker on the feet and just he's got to guard a little bit better and have some more to him other than shooting. But, you know, we measure wingspans and, and reach, and we, we do all that stuff preseason. And, you know, he's 6'3", but has a 6'8 wingspan. So, you know, some of those guys can get away with maybe not having the quickest feet and just using your length. So, you know, we're working on things like that, but, a kid that can really, really stretch the floor. And Danny, there was another name that we talked about. I didn't recognize that the name is uh, Tyler McGiller. I think he's coming off red shirt. Tyler McGillis. He, uh, Oh, McGillis. He's a, he was a transfer last year. He came from Bismarck state college. He just had to get used to our structure and, and what we do. And he's taken a big step in his red shirt year last year. And then obviously staying this summer, he, he got a lot better, and he's just a dynamic scorer. You know, he's one guy, if he gets going, he's going. He'll be another scoring option for us off the bench. 
And I apologize to Kyler. It's Kyler McGillis. Yes, Kyler. He's, yep. he's out of St. John, North Dakota. Yep. Your North Dakota, Minnesota connection is alive and well. Uh, it looks like you've been able to shore up at the uh, four and five. I mean, obviously you have Mason to anchor that. And then it looks again on paper like you you should have a very good shooting team. How do you feel about the team? I mean, you haven't even practiced yet, but how do you feel going into September here? We feel good. I mean, it's it's early. You know, last year we were playing in March. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, our, our guys stay here all summer. Um, so it's kind of that, that thing where you don't necessarily want to kill them now, but you also don't want to be soft on them. So we've taken an approach where, you know, we're going to, maybe shorten up times with what we do and, and stuff like that. But any workout we have, we're going to go hard. And I think we have a really good group of guys, you know, they're, they're good listeners and they're just good teammates. So like you said, we have, you know, we have a chance to be good, but for us, it's, you know, it's that saying where, you know, you go back to picking rocks. Um, so we're, we're back to picking rocks. Last year was last year. The run was fun. It's great. We have a lot of returners. That's all awesome. But, you know, you got to concentrate on the process and go back to picking rocks. And this is a new season. And, you know, we're, we're looking to get better and maybe take another step. I don't know what that step is. But, you know, we're just we're, right now we're just concentrating on getting better every day. You know, Danny, you coach there in Jamestown. You've been there a few years now. You have a brand new, beautiful arena, Newman Arena. Newman Arena, you have a unbelievably fantastic fan base. I mean, just talk about your experience and what it's like to to coach there at Jamestown. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, the facilities and I think the biggest thing at Jamestown is the people. We just have really good people to work with. Um, great coaches, uh, great community, great administration. Um, I just think it's a it's a good place to be, and, and my wife is a Catholic school teacher in town, so mm -hmm. um, both of my kids go there as well. So, you know, it's just a good community, and I started here as an assistant and, you know, worked my way into head coach, and I have a lot of pride in this town and this program, and it's definitely developed me as a coach and gotten me better. And, and I think another thing, too, is is joining the GPAC. I think it's made everyone better, um, including myself. Um, you think about some of the programs in a league, some of the coaches, you know, sometimes I catch myself looking down at the other, you know, at the other bench and it's Chris Corver, Coach Wilbur, any of those guys, VH, like I'm looking down and thinking, man, what am I doing? This is, this is a crazy league. And so I'm just, I'm honored to be the coach here at Jamestown and I'm honored to be in the GPAC with, with such a, you know, historic league. And, and it's fun to be able to battle some of those, good teams and good programs night in night out well danny i can tell you right now i can't wait till basketball starts i think the whole world is feeling like that right now last season danny i did the first season in my entire life and i'm an old guy but first season of my entire life i didn't get to go to a basketball game so uh, that, must have, that, that must have been a tough year it was it was horrible and so i'm really <laughs> looking forward uh we're not doing it yeah we're not going to do that again yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we'll definitely get you back on after things get going. Be fun to talk uh, Jimmy basketball, GPAC basketball. But I always appreciate getting you, getting you, getting you on here. I respect the the Jimmy program, and I think the fans there should definitely. They're lucky to have you guys in town. Let me tell you that. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate what you do for us too, especially at the NAI level. I think you highlight us in a positive way, and 
you know, I think it's it's good to have you. Then I appreciate that. NAIA basketball is the best entertainment value in America, and everybody needs to understand that. Where else for, I don't know what you charge for general admission, 12 bucks, 10 bucks. <laughs> I mean, where else can you, and a lot of these games, you guys do double headers, right? Yeah, women and men, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where else is where else you get that for whatever it is, ten bucks or whatever to get in. So <laughs> for sure. And it's great basketball, some of the best basketball in America. Well, Danny, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I look forward to Jimmy basketball and uh we'll talk during the season. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>